My name is Lisa. My name is Robin. And my name is Adiba. And this is the Asian American Brainstorm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asian American Brainstorm. This is Lisa, and if you're of a certain age in the U.S. right now, you've probably heard of Olivia Rodrigo. You may not know it upon a first glance, but she's actually part Filipino. As Asian Americans, I think most of us are excited to see someone so young and of Asian descent top the charts in such a big way. And it brings up a good point. There haven't been very many Asian Americans that have found large success on the popular music scene. On the whole, this tends to be changing for the better. That being said, Asian Americans have been making music for a long time. Some of you have probably never heard of, but others you definitely have, but maybe you didn't know that they were AAPI. Today I'm going to do my best to highlight a few of these people. A quick disclaimer, for the sake of time, in this mini-episode, I will be discussing popular music slash indie music, and I know I will not be able to cover everyone. Apologies if I missed your fave, but hopefully this episode will help you discover a cool AAPI group or make you think about a musician you knew of in a bit of a different light. Also, I took a lot of the local scene musicians I discovered from an article off of the Smithsonian Center for Folklife and Cultural Heritage. I would definitely recommend checking out that website. A link will be in the description of this episode. In the beginning, as Asians came to the U.S., they brought their traditional music and instruments along with them. As long as Chinatowns and Menongs have been around, Asian music has existed within the U.S. However, this music was not popular among the majority of Americans and did not enter the mainstream popularity for a long time. One of the first times a change came was in the 1960s when the British invasion band The Beatles brought Indian music influences into their later albums. Some Beatles songs such as Within You and Without You or Tomorrow Never Knows were even written to imitate the Indian classic style. The Indian sitar player and composer that they learned from, Ravi Shankar, actually found some success touring the U.S. as a result of his association with the Beatles. However, this wave, like many, peaked, then subsided. On the other side of the coin, as Asian Americans grew up in the U.S., many wanted to become famous musicians or rock stars. Some just wanted to sing in the popular style of the time, and some wanted to incorporate their experience into their art. Luckily, some of them succeeded in breaking through the masses. One of the first of these was Pat Suzuki, a Japanese-American woman. She grew up playing traditional music instruments, and unfortunately, she went as a child with many other Japanese-Americans into the U.S. internment camps during World War II. As she grew up, she got out of the camps and went to college. She found that she really liked singing. She sang at a Seattle nightclub in the 1950s until she became a local celebrity. Bing Crosby actually attended her show and was so impressed that he helped her get a record deal. Though her records never topped the Billboard charts, she was one of the first Asian Americans to sign onto a record label. Next was the first chart-topping musician found in the Billboard records, Yvonne Elliman. She was a half-Japanese girl from Hawaii. I dug into her life, and she really did have quite the ride. She grew up in Hawaii during the 50s, and while not exactly a great student, she was really into music. And she left Hawaii for London when she graduated high school to seek fame and fortune. One night, Andrew Lloyd Webber stumbled into her performing venue and selected her to be the Mary Magdalene in the Broadway musical Jesus Christ Superstar. From there, she got to tour with famous rock bands and ended up signing for the same record label as the Bee Gees. Her song, If I Can't Have You, 
which was a disco song from the 70s, broke the Billboard Top 10. Meanwhile, in the backdrop, the 70s was the decade in which the political movement of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders really took off. The term Asian American was coined, and the first album of Asian America was recorded by the musical group A Grain of Sand. A favorite of mine is the song We Are the Children, which actively discusses growing up in America as an Asian American, from being the children of the migrant workers, concentration camp dwellers, and railroad builders, to secretly rooting for the other side in racist 70s war movies. Then came the 80s, and within it, the superstardom of the musical group Van Halen. Eddie and Alex Van Halen were brothers with a mother of Indonesian heritage. They immigrated to the U.S. when they were little kids, and as younglings, Eddie really wanted to be a rock star. So he gave his brother Alex the drums and began to learn the guitar. They started in the 70s and already hit it big with their first albums, but they kept at it, making more and more hits in the 80s, like the popular song Jump. On the other end of popular music, there was the Tongan American family band called The Jets, which cracked the top 10 with the song Crush on You. The family immigrated to America from Tonga, and the parents actually had 17 kids. The eight eldest kids formed a family band. They were discovered by Dan Powell, a former manager of Stevie Wonder and David Bowie. He helped them get record deals. Once they had the records, they began to climb the 80s dance pop and R&B charts getting five different top charting songs. In the 90s, unfortunately, I was unable to find Asian American musicians that were really breaking the Billboard charts. That being said, there were many different local scenes going on, from the San Francisco Bay Area party scene to the beginnings of Asian American hip-hop. The results were some local celebrities and indie artists, from the Filipino-American Jocelyn Enriquez, uh, with a little bit of ecstasy as one of her more popular pieces to the indie hip-hop group the chinese american mountain brothers and their hit the galaxies being a favorite of mine in the early 2000s the most popular asian american artist on the charts was actually nora jones she was raised in grapevine texas and is actually the daughter of uh, ravi shankar the sitar player from india that taught the beatles However, she grew up largely separated from her father, mostly around her mother's influences like Billie Holiday and Bill Evans. She ended up going to a UNT jazz school and then left for New York, where she found big success with her album Come Away With Me. One of the most popular songs of hers is Don't Know Why. In the 2010s, we really started to see more Asian Americans breaking into the mainstream. Partially, this was because of the rise of streaming, and partially it was because of the rise of AAPI content in other areas of the entertainment industry. Beginning in the 2010s, we saw the rise of Bruno Mars, who is part Filipino. He was actually raised in Hawaii and grew up impersonating celebrities of Elvis Presley to Jimi Hendrix. His first big hits were Nothing on You and Billionaire in 2010. He went on to produce many, many Billboard hits. Today, I think he's probably one of the most prolific Asian American artists. On the electronic music side of things, in the 2010s, the Far East movement broke the charts with their song Like a G6. The rise of streaming also explains the success of several Asian American indie artists who found acceptance outside the mainstream. Possibly the most famous is Mitski, whose album Be the Cowboy was widely recognized for its genre-defying popularity. Another notable figure is Kishibashi a Japanese-American violinist and vocalist whose album 
Omoyari explores his emotional journey as he comes to terms with the World War II internment camps. An indie artist who recently gained greater fame is Michelle Zahner, the Korean-American lead of Japanese Breakfast, an indie rock band. She also authored Crying in the H-Mart, which is an emotional novel about her navigating her heritage. Finally, in the 2020s, now we have Olivia Rodrigo and the potential of other Asians like Conan Gray or MXM Tune of becoming more mainstream. I hope that we see more Asian American musicians make it big, and I'm hoping that more of them will really embrace their roots and incorporate it into their music. And that's a wrap for our Musicians Minisode in Season 1 of our podcast. We'll be back in 2022 to share more incredible stories. If you enjoyed learning about important Asian Americans in history, subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like to read personal stories from the Asian American community, visit our website, www.whereimreallyfrom.com. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for season two.